Clayton. John Clayton. And Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, you know what to do. Text those questions in, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll get to some of your questions before we let John go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. What a weekend oh, of football. Can best, you, in best, your, you've been I've watching ever lo- Best yeah, I've ever well, seen. Yeah, you just answered. You've been watching football longer than <clears> both Dave and I have. Uh, so I was going to ask where this weekend ranked and could it ever be topped? Uh, well, yeah, not really. I don't, I mean, this was so good and you can make the argument that the Buffalo Kansas city game may have been the greatest game ever played. I know some people were already making that argument, but again, that game was so good at 42, 36, you know, the comeback, you know, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes being able to drive from the 25 yard line to set up the game tying field goal with 13 seconds. I mean, it was just incredible. It's, and so you put all that together, you mean, all all the games were either, you know, walk-off field goals, which you saw three, and then you saw the uh, walk-off touchdown. Then you also were able to see three upsets, you know, with lower seeds being able to win. I mean, it was just absolutely and totally incredible. Yeah, you know, everybody in the NFL, uh, owners, uh, Roger Goodell, they've just got to be giddy about this, right? I mean, no doubt. Yeah, it was, uh, and I'm trying to think, were there any, Teron Matthew, mm-hmm. he had the concussion, but concussion, were there any, yeah. any, uh, any major injuries? I don't even think we had that. No, I mean, David yeah. Bakhtiari uh, wasn't able to play, but then, yeah. you know, he's had that ACL all season long, so he wasn't able to go. But, I mean, really, I think Tyrone Matthews was the only real new addition uh, with the concussion that he suffered. So, yeah. But it was incredible to see what we were able to experience over the weekend. What, what was the most intriguing game? And, and I'll give you my, my answer, John, is the 49er-Packer game mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you have that, – that's the one game where there wasn't a – you know, a franchise quarterback involved. Of course, Tannehill, if you want to put him in that right. in that category. But but yet they're able to win in just the most old-school football way ever. They were physical. Mm-hmm. Um, they punished the, the, the Packers, and then they won on special teams. That one, to me, I thought was, I don't know, I think it, there's something to that win. Like, that could create some kind of uh, yeah. momentum for the 49ers. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, because, uh, yeah, again, they've already had the success, you know, beating the Rams twice and beating the Rams over the last couple of years. And even though the game's going to be in Los Angeles, it doesn't seem to matter. But I'll tell you what's going to be so amazing. And this this speaks to the AFC. You know, the AFC has now so many good young quarterbacks. We've never seen an onslaught of 25-year-old quarterbacks or younger that's as good as these. And they're going to be there for a long period of time. I mean, because now you got Joe Burrow. I mean, at some point, Trevor Lawrence is going to step up. I mean, you've got Josh Allen. You've got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you go through the whole list. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, Herbert yeah. yeah. You, you look at the all the AFC quarterbacks, the, particularly the young guys, and they're all going to be in this stuff for the longest time. But this also goes to, because I know I took criticism 
which of course that's fine. I mean, you you take criticism when you you speak your opinions and stuff like that. Uh, and I kept on saying for three months, I have no idea who's going to the Super Bowl. Zero, none. Do you think this explains why? Because <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, it's like when you have you know the three division the three division winners losing like they did. When you have two number one seeds lose on a Saturday like they did, I mean, does it not just go to explain the way this year has been, the unpredictability about the year? And I kept on saying it's like I can't predict who's going to be in the Super Bowl. And, you know, now rightfully so, that comes true. And I said, we just have to see it played out. Well, guess what? Not only do you see we saw it being played out, but it was so exciting to watch how the games were played out, particularly this weekend. You were taking criticism for not making a prediction? Yes. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, from me. How so dare I, would, you? I would always say, come on, Clayton, make a guess. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm kidding. No, uh, no, no. So but, he no, was but talking that, about that, Wyman. I got you. Not really. <laughs> not, not really. Around the no. country, you know, when you're when I you know go on all these all radio calls and stuff like that, they were saying, "Well, why can't you make a prediction?" I said, "This is too unpredictable. Too many things can happen. Look what happened. Look at the upsets. Look mm. at the close games. Look at. The, I mean, have you ever repeat ever? Now again, we we watched that you know back in uh, 2002 where Matt Ryan down in Atlanta was able to make that quick drive, get the ball to Tony Gonzalez, set up the game-winning field goal that allowed the Falcons to advance and the Seahawks to, you know, have their season end after, you know, a great 2002 or yeah, 2012 season, I'm sorry, 2012. Yeah. But, you know, to see, you know, all these plays, I mean to see, you know, the uh, the the play with Patrick Mahomes hitting Tyreek Hill to see the play with Matthew Stafford hitting Cooper Cup. I mean, all that stuff is just absolutely incredible. You don't see that, but I mean, to have, you know, game, three game-winning field goal drives and a game-tying field goal drive all like in a short period of time like that. I mean, when the 20, I mean, here here's uh Patrick Mahomes at his own 25 and he gets a field goal drive. How yeah. does that happen? Well, that's Bad what defense. people in Buffalo are asking about <laughs> yeah, Leslie yeah. Frazier. How do you let a team with 13 seconds and no timeouts uh-huh. go 44 yards in three plays and kick that field goal? And I think it's a fair question. That was, you know, what's interesting, John, the, the Bills were the best defense statistically mm-hmm. in the NFL in points allowed and yards allowed, and they give up over 40 points and they allow that in 13 seconds. I th- I think it's fair to ask questions of Leslie Frazier. Should they have should they have squib kicked it? That was the other thing. People saying, "Hey, you know, that might have left them time for one, mm-hmm. maybe two plays depending on how that went." But should they have done that? Did the coaching staff blow it there? Yeah, prob- probably did. I mean, you know, because obviously if it doesn't work, then something went wrong, and obviously something went wrong. Did you hear what Bruce Arians said after the game? No, I'm curious to hear this one. Okay, so what he ended up saying is that they wanted a blitz you know, on the big Cooper Cup play mm-hmm. that set up the uh, game-tying field goal. Right. Not everybody got all the word on what the play was on defense. Oh. Not everybody got all the word. And so all of a sudden, here's Cooper Cup. You know, it's supposed to be, you know, double coverage because, again, you know, there was so much more. There's so much more cover, too, 
in these playoff games to minimize particularly the teams like the Rams and Kansas City and that that have the fast wide receivers or the good wide receivers uh, to try to prevent them from going deep. But not all the players on the defense got what the blitz was, and so they all screwed up. That's yeah, that's, that that was unbelievable because they're bringing six. They were man-to-man. They had no help. Mm-hmm. Nobody had any help downfield. So, I mean, do you think that came from – because I, I sent out a little text to my friends, John. I said, hey, uh, I think uh, Todd Bowles is going to have some questions, one mm-hmm. more question to answer when he goes for his head coaching interviews. But I think Moyer said, uh, Bruce Arians told me to do it, but – he, he Bowles is uh, Bowles is probably jeez. Uh, what am I Dunlop and what did I call Dunlap earlier? And now I'm to calling him Bowles Bowles. <laughs> uh, so Bowles, do you think he was 100 percent in charge of that call? Do you think Bruce Arians maybe had a little bit of input there on the sidelines? I think Arians probably had a little bit of an input there. So because you kind of get that feeling because you know he wanted something bold and he wanted something that uh, he thought was going to work. So he, I think he probably, because again, he, I mean, he, he said it and, you know, he, not that he made the call, but again, I think he probably had a big influence in the call. Hmm. Yeah. He, he did look cool in that post game yeah. with the, with the shades on though. In that uh-huh. interview. Oh yeah. That was, he always that does. was interesting. And by the way, I was just looking at the play by play. The chiefs did have timeout. So that's my bad, mm-hmm. but still mm-hmm. 13 seconds. You know, the, the, for them to be able to drive down the field, even even with timeouts, with 13 seconds, if you squib kick it, how much time does that burn? It just, I don't know. That was, that was, that was amazing. Now, does that game, John, change? And I'm not even, I can't remember what your opinion on the overtime rules are. But obviously, in a game like this, we see them win the coin flip, mm-hmm. and they drive right down the field. Bills never touch the ball again. Right. Should, should the rules change, or should they at least change during playoffs? No. I think they should stay the way they are. Yeah, because again, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, they, you know, the idea was when they originally changed the overtime rule so that each team had a chance at a possession, uh, the idea was is that you don't want to win the coin toss and lose the game uh, just because somebody, you know, you, you get the ball and you kick a field goal. All right. Well, they accomplished that. And certainly you don't want to change it during the regular season. Because again, you know, because now you risk more ties, and you know that because uh, you know I I don't I, I still don't even like the idea during the regular season that the overtime's ten minutes long. Obviously, when you're in the playoffs, it's sudden death all the way through, and you go as long as you want to. But no, I'm 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 not for that. It's like, hey, if you have uh, the success in being able to go ahead. And being able to, you know, get a touchdown as opposed to just a field goal, you deserve to win. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is you could argue, although it didn't play out, yeah. but bu- Buffalo's strength was their defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, I mean, with Josh Allen, all respect to him, but yeah. you know, like Bob said, they were giving up two seventy-two, and they end up giving up what, almost twice as much as that. So. Yeah, and the other thing too, our one of our faithful listeners, Jen in Beaverton. Yeah, um, she sent a a link, or I looked it up actually. But during the regular season, if you win the coin toss, it's like fifty three percent chance of winning the game. Uh-huh. Where and in the playoffs, it was like ten out of eleven, according to the article I read. Anyway, so right. it's kind of kind of strange, and you know, I feel like they they had a chance. They had a chance out there with their really good defense, you know. So. Yeah, I'm 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 all I'm all for it. Uh, watching Mahomes, John. I mean, he he is. I, I know Josh Allen deserves all the credit in the world and everything, but 
the the one thing that there was a couple of ridiculous things, but one was the sidearm throw that kind of went under the guy's armpit or whatever. I mean, he he is. uh, I feel like that guy's head and shoulders above most defenders in the league. Yeah, but also you you notice, you know, his running also helped. I mean, because particularly in that first touchdown drive, you know, he ran the ball like three, four, five times and got first downs. I mean, that was huge. But also, I mean, if you notice, and this is why it's so good for the AFC for the long-term future, you notice Josh Allen is picking up a little bit of Patrick Mahomes because he's making some sidearm throws, not to Mm. the extent of Mahomes, because Mahomes is such an incredible level of getting those sidearm throws and underarm throws and, you know, just toss the ball and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. no-look passes and stuff. I mean, he's he's just so creative and so good at all that. But then when you look at the, uh, you know, what he's able to do and Josh Allen's able to do and then think about, you know, all those other young quarterbacks and what they're going to be able to do, it's just an incredible time because, I mean, you go back, you know, I can, I can, I, I wrongly compared this to the early 2000s because in the early 2000s you had Tom Brady uh, you had Peyton Manning you had Ben Roethlisberger yeah I mean you you, uh, you had Eli Manning you know you, you had all these court you had these you have four quarterbacks you got more than that now and they're all 25 or younger it's incredible yeah. So, John, looking at, at the, you know, the winners and, I mean, mm-hmm. over a spectacular weekend, Dave and I were talking about, you know, hey, does this solidify the opinion that you need that franchise-level quarterback to get where you need to go? Because that's what you've got in the, in the three of the wins. But mm-hmm. the, one, the one outlier is, is Garoppolo, who I, I keep saying they've won the past two weeks in spite of him. He's, he's oh, zero yeah. touchdowns, two picks, 27 of 44 combined in the last two games. He's not played well. Uh, but they're winning. So is he the outlier, or do you think, hey, as long as you've got a great coach and game plan, anybody can win the Super Bowl? You need the quarterback. There's no doubt about it. I mean, so much of that game you know, with uh, San Francisco is because you're right. I mean, you know, Garoppolo put himself in a, in a position where, you know, he almost had, in, in the course of the last two, three games, you know, 10 turnovers. He didn't have them, but he put himself in a position where he almost had 10 turnovers. And so it's like, uh, you know, that that's scary. But, I mean, so much of the uh, San Francisco win was so much of the Green Bay loss and the fact that Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good game. And now, you know, here's Aaron Rodgers. I think he's out of Green Bay now. In fact, that's one of the things, you know, certainly we can continue talking playoffs, which is so so great because, again, we've never had a playoff uh, weekend like this. But, you know, where it stands right now in the NFC for what's going to happen and how it's going to benefit the Seahawks and benefit it immensely. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I was reflecting back on, I looked at the interview, the postgame interview yeah. with Aaron Rodgers, and who was it that said he's a complicated fella? Was uh-huh. it maybe the, oh, that the was GM? The season, or, yeah. That was the GM, yeah, yeah, yeah the GM. Yeah. But, yeah, I heard uh, I heard Rodgers, and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, talk to some folks here in Green Bay and mm-hmm. see what's mm-hmm. going on. I don't know. I was trying to kind of read what he, I, I feel like, this this might be it for him. No, he's he's done. I mean, because here here's what it comes down to. And now he's not going to retire, in my opinion. But it, you know, he shouldn't he, he shouldn't? But again, I think because you you saw the one thing. Because say what you want, the complicated fella is real pointed 
in what he says, right? Yeah. And so he says, well, he's like, well, I'm not going to go through a rebuilding process, okay? And so now what you look at is that here's the Green Bay Packers. You know, they've got, uh, you know, they're $40 million over next year's cap. And that's with the cap going up from 182.5 to 208.5. And so it's like they're $40 million over. You know, uh, if they're going to keep uh, Devontae Adams, they're going to have to franchise him at about 17 or 18 million. You know, their left tackle, David Bakhtiari, who missed most of the season, his contract is up. They've got a lot of issues on the offensive line. And so, you know, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to do some rebuilding. Well, I mean, he doesn't want that, Aaron Rodgers. So it's like uh, on to the Denver Broncos uh, and on to someplace else. But also, you know, while we're talking about the uh, the NFC, could you imagine now the Packers without Aaron Rodgers? Because now all of a sudden, the NFC North won't be having a, a dominating Green Bay team. They've already changed coaches and general managers in Chicago and Minnesota. Then... The story now has it all been confirmed many times that Sean Payton is thinking about retiring and going to Fox Broadcasting. And so all oh. of a sudden, you know, because, again, we're all waiting because I know yesterday I had to make some calls down to New Orleans to see what's going on. And I said, is this true? And it's like, well, we just got to wait till Jay Glazer, you know, uh, puts it out because he's such a good friend of Sean Payton. Well, literally right before the show, uh, Jay Glazer you know, put out that he is considering retirement. And, of course, the idea is is that Troy Aikman might go to Amazon, and that opens the spot, you know, because we already got uh, Drew Brees over at Fox. And so now Fox could end up hiring, uh, uh, you know, hi hiring Sean Payton, and he gets out of it after 16 years. But think about this, and this is where it really benefits the Seahawks. Okay, first off, who do they play next year? They played the NFC South, okay? The NFC South may not have Sean Payton, okay? Uh, Tom Brady isn't sure if he's coming back. So could you imagine Tampa Bay without Tom Brady? They're, not a, they're probably not a playoff team. Then uh, Carolina's terrible. And, and they so, don't have a quarterback. And they don't yeah. have a quarterback, although they'll probably trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, and uh, Atlanta's just pretty average. And then to make matters even better for Seattle, you know, with the fourth-place finish, they've got the fourth-place schedule. So instead of playing, you know, teams like, you know, Buffalo or New England and stuff like that, you know, they'll play the New York Jets. Uh, they'll play the New York Giants. And so it's like, uh, you know, they'll – and again, you can say, ah, schedule's nothing. Well, San Francisco and Philadelphia each played – fourth place schedules they were they were in the playoffs yeah john uh, from that yep. two five three asking uh john i thought the broncos were going to announce their coaching hire today do you think they will this week and who do you think it will be well they act one of the reasons they didn't do dan quinn today is that quinn was with the new york giants doing his interview so he's completed all his interviews the one thing that they did do is that they narrowed the list of 10 candidates down to three. So right now, it's Dan Quinn. You know, uh, you know he's, he's in the mix. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, who is with the uh, Rams. And, uh, you know, Green, Nathan, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, ha Nathaniel Hackett from the, Green Bay ha uh, from the Green Bay Packers. That's the final three. Uh, 
but uh, name uh, I, I, you know obviously you can't name him when uh, he, he's over in New York getting interviewed by the New York Giants. Yeah. Well, what about the two uh, coordinators for um, the the Bucks? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you think those guys are they top of the list as far as getting a job? Do you think or I hope so. Leftwich and uh, and Bowles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although that's the, that's the thing that's so tough because, like for example, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do in Minnesota and Chicago is not the easiest thing. You know, particularly when you realize, uh, in the case of Chicago, they they're interviewing they interviewed four, fourteen candidates for the GM job. They're still going through the GM search. Wow. I mean, it's like, do you think that might delay things a little bit? Yeah. Just a bit. Hey, uh, so as far as Brady goes, yeah. what, what's your feeling? Do you think he calls it a day? I, I saw Levante David's comments about, hey, we had some turmoil in the organization. Mm-hmm, I don't. It didn't sound like it was all about Antonio no. Brown, but certainly part of it. So do you feel like maybe Brady's looking at it going, nah, this might, this might be coming to an end here? It could be. I mean, again, you know, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington were the ones that reported it, and it wasn't really refuted. I mean, all you know, all Tom said after the game is that no, I'll take some time. I'm not looking looking at this right now. Uh, we'll see where it's going to go. But no, I think it is possible. I know that uh, Bruce Arians has already come out and said that you know, regardless, he's coming back. But uh, and that kind of gives you the idea that Tom may may still continue playing. But uh, you know, they're 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 going to have to lose some players too because their cap situation is not going to be as good. And trying to keep that team together like they did this year, I mean, they, uh, Jason Light, you know, may win Executive of the Year for what he was able to do in keeping every starter from the Super Bowl on that team. But now it's not going to be as easy. And if they don't have Tom Brady, you know, the NFC South is not as good, and the Bucks are not as good. John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. All right, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Coming up, is there a team left that fits the model the Seahawks are trying to reach? Talk about that next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.